This is really the fighter and the kid. Come on, baby. I got a boxing class I got to get to. One thing about fighting for me, Corey, is I take it very seriously, <laughs> and I take my sparring really seriously. Now, here's the thing about you. You're roughly my height, and you fight at 135. I, I said you're 5'11", but you went, I am? And I think that means you're 5'10". 5'10 and like a three quarters. There you Some go. Change. Yeah, Five, yeah. ten and three quarters. Ryan's yeah. obsessed with size. No. So anyone he sees, <laughs> I, he goes, did you believe me? No. Nope. similar when size. When I see like, a guy like Corey and I go, you're, well, when you're one, you fight at 135 and you're my size. So here's the deal about the numbers that people don't really realize is it's like when you get in the UFC, it's like someone being like, oh, okay, you're that tall. Oh, go like this. Okay, your arms are that long. So like, I don't... I don't yeah. even think I could have been six one. I could have put down that I was six one. And all no you one know is you got to make one thirty five. No, yeah, and no one. Yeah, it's would not say, like a government agency. No, yeah, running. it's like literally yeah, one of the employees. Toes. Yeah, one of the employees being like, "This is how my arms are longer than what it says on the thing." Really? Yeah, yeah. the lady that runs like the yeah. TikTok for the UFC is like, "Let me get that wingspan." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's well, how they I, do it. I, yeah, yeah, it is. When I quick. when I think about like the stuff I've done when I went to high altitude. And, and Corey has me wrestling around with Kat Zingano, or I take some privates with Christian Allen, which I have no business doing, but I, was, but I will say that stuff he taught me when I went back to the gym actually really worked. Yeah. But you forgot also it now, like, but yeah. He, <laughs> Complete waste of time and money. Not <laughs> Let's really, be real. Not really. Yeah. It's fun for you for a picture, right? Fun for a picture. <laughs> did you have fun? Well, that, like, so hey, the did point, you have fun? The, yeah, that's fun. all that matters. Had fun. <laughs> okay, you had fun. <laughs> Look, I'm a fainting goat. <laughs> No, I'm appalled in my own life, but I see I'm with Christian and, and I go, I, I'm talking and I ask him questions and then I go, he goes, I see you do this thing. Well, I didn't know who you were and you weren't in the UFC yet, but I see this thin kind of redheaded kid. You went, you did this thing and you hit the guy <laughs> in the body. You did a body shot. And I go, that's what I want to do. Every time I try to cross this plane, I get hit in the face. How do I dig to the liver? And Christian goes, he goes, well, that's the future. <laughs> and I go, what do you mean? He goes, that's my student and that's the future. And I go, he's going to be in the UFC and he's going to be, you're going to hear about him. And I went, well, well, how do I do that? And he goes, it's complicated. <laughs> Why do you think you want to do that so bad though? This young prospect, you're like, I need to like, do Like, I want to do that. Like, and then it was like, what do you, you Let's know, just get on the mix. Hey, you're 48 or whatever yeah. I was at the time. Yeah. It's not going to happen. There is nothing like being able to drop someone with the body shot at will. Yeah. That's oh like God. a great, yeah. you know, like that's like a great feeling. You get to hear them squeal. And it yes. doesn't matter how tough yeah. they are. A body shot. Oh, yeah. Get them out of there. I think in, uh, I had 10 amateur kickboxing fights and every single one, I'm almost positive I dropped someone with the body shot. In one really? Of Brutal yeah, at yeah. amateur getting knocked out by body shot. <laughs> yeah. Who the fuck's not? Knocking people out body shots. I was obsessed. I have shin guards on. Oh. I was obsessed with the liver shot for a really long time because I would watch all those guys from K1 do it and Ooh, just yeah. like demolish people. You remember Louie? I do remember Louie. Like four foot eight yeah. Louie? Tiny little yeah, Louie. Yeah, yeah. So there was this like guy. kids Louis. too? Like yeah, four yeah. kids or five <laughs> there kids? There's this dude Louie. He Tiny. was dude legit four foot eight probably. <laughs> it's tough. Adult. And uh, adult, he would <laughs> he would rip people to the body, yeah, rip people to the body, and I was like, I want to do that to people. Yeah, it was yeah. his thing. It was his thing. Well, yeah. I said to I said to Christian, like Super Mario, and just fucking. <laughs> I, I, I literally showed Christian what Bernard Hopkins did to um, Oscar De La Hoya when he dropped him with a body shot. I brought it up on like YouTube or something, and he was like, and then you did the exact same thing, and I go, I want to do. It's <laughs> like, I mean. Okay, 
Yeah, the guys in the UFC are a little bit too tough to drop with those now. But in they my are. early days, yeah, I, I would drop people with that. Yeah, you don't see a lot of but like some kicks. You see some kicks get through that fuck some guys up in the body. But you don't see a lot of punches that drop guys mm-hmm, these days. Mm-hmm. Guys are too good. The yeah, it's too good now. They're aware of. Why it. is that? They just don't leave. They're not leaving themselves open. They're aware it's of a that? higher level. I think that they're tougher too. Yeah, they're tougher, and I think that it's like an accumulative thing, and like guys are really good at making adjustments, you know. Mm. So once you know your body's like a little compromised, like, and you know it's only going to take two or three more to drop them, then I think that they like start to address that. Like getting kicked in the leg, I know that I need to address the leg kicks long before my leg starts to hurt. Yeah, I think it's everyone yeah, else kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't want to like uh-uh. start switching your stance and addressing that thing when the when it's already torn yeah, apart. Yeah, it's too late. Yeah, do, do I, I remember, I remember Cheetah used to literally drill if he got hit to the body. It was such an issue. He would drill get hit to the body, and then he would have a whole game plan for it. Cheetah was like most no, uh, uh, Machida. Oh, Machida. Yeah, Lito Machida. He would just drop to the ground, and then he would stay there and. I hope they get in his guard. There's like a whole thing. I'm like, this is insane. Damn. <laughs> How often you get hit to the body? Do you ever watch, we're drilling this. Do you watch guys like Machida, the old old guard, and think to yourself that there's like how much the game has evolved? Uh, yeah, I, I do. I think. Uh yeah, I mean, it's definitely evolved a ton, but I do, I, I mean, I like watching those guys because I think that if something's tried and true, it's tried and true through all of history, mm-hmm. and a lot of those things that when I'm trying to learn something, I'm like, well, if it worked 10 years ago and it's still working, then I'll definitely, can like, that's, like, worth some investment of time and learning and all of that. It is crazy to go back and look, like, even when I, when I was fighting, if you look, heavyweight hasn't changed too much, mm-hmm. but the other divisions, like, 185 and under, mm-hmm. you look at, like, the top 10, you're like, well, five years ago, one through ten All were world champion. Yeah, like one through fifteen, even like especially in bantamweight, it's like whole, the level <laughs> that these guys are working at. If you go back six years ago, you're like, oh, a number of these guys be world champion. Now. Yeah, just the game's advancing so damn fast. But what's interesting about it also is that you start to see, in some ways, as it advances, it also simplifies. Like you're not seeing, like you don't get away with a lot of stuff, right? So the better you are with your division. You guys, like, you, there are low kicks, okay, but you better be careful of a double. There are, you know, but you're, you're, you're exchanging blows, but everything is, it's almost like the game simplifies. It's almost like if you watch high, high-level wrestling, like if you watch the Olympics and stuff, it's still ankle picks, single legs, double legs, arm drags. It's not, it's not these crazy throws Ooh, I disagree. Really? Especially at the, his level with striking. I think yeah. for the... Like the general fan, they watch it. Like if you watch the Izzy and Mike and the Alex Pierre fight, you're yeah. like, oh yeah, he just kind of leaned against the cage and knocked him out. There weren't much changes. Like oh no 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 no. Like the level of difficulty, like the the maneuvering that they're making, right. the small changes is at such a high level yeah. where I think people watch it go, oh yeah, he just zigged when he should have zagged. Mm-hmm. It's like no no no. So so I would I would say that I I think. MMA is in a really interesting spot. Just uh, I think when we look back at it in 20 years and we'll be able to pinpoint like almost like how we are now where like 20 years or 20 years ago, it, it was the way that it was and we can kind of pick out things. But right now, I think that the sport of MMA is in such a creative space where everyone's trying to like figure out the best system to winning right now, which is obviously super difficult because the judges' decisions are all over the place. But yeah. I think MMA is really exciting right now because like in wrestling there are like tried and true techniques that work over and over and over again and they're like people aren't doing crazy stuff barely like not a lot of like judo throws are happening where i'm sure in the beginning pieces of wrestling when people were trying to figure out what works best 
they were having to experiment with a lot of that stuff over and over. And I think MMA is in a spot where we're still like experimenting with a ton of stuff. And I think that the person that's able to figure out the best system sooner than later is going to be the person that like agree yeah i mean that's, so that's new. exactly yeah, so wouldn't new. you say that's like wrestling has, wouldn't you say like bo nickel for example his wrestling is going to be such a problem for anybody if they get if he grabs on be we've had guys of his caliber before we have yes mm. yeah so people figure that out but what makes bo special is his transitioning obviously his wrestling he's gonna out wrestle anybody mm. but there's guys who can navigate that wrestling there are. He's going to meet some well, guys. Look at Yoel Romero. He never really used his wrestling, which is so baffling. Yoel, Yoel's a bad example because he's such high level, but there's going to be guys that don't have that collegiate background in wrestling, but they have a takedown defense that can nullify his, his wrestling. Mm -hmm. So then he's going to be forced to strike. But what makes Bo Nickel special is his transition, the way he can mix it up. Yeah. How he can go from wrestling to grappling right Yeah, because there have been a lot of high-level wrestlers that yeah. petered out. Well, because they can't put it together. They're either wrestling or they're striking. Uh, and you look at Bo, it's very fluid with huh. only four or five GSP had fights. that too, I think. Similar, yeah. but with Bo's background, it's good. he's going to meet somebody where, you know, probably three or four fights from now where, again, if it was a wrestling match, yeah, he's going to fucking annihilate them. Right. But they're going to be able to do enough inside that cage where they can nullify him where he's going to be forced to strike. Yeah. That's what I love about MMA. That's what I love about it. Let's see. I think it's the hardest sport in a lot of ways. I, I, in, in terms of what you have to, the, your, v, how versatile you have to be. So if you're in the NFL, you have to be an amazing athlete. But if you're a wide receiver, there's, you run out for passes. There's a pattern. You catch balls. That's always tough. They're playing with pain, a thousand things. But you know, aside from quarterback, being in a high level MMA guy, you, there's never enough time to work on everything you have to learn because it's always changing. There's killers everywhere. Yeah, you gotta have jujitsu. You gotta have wrestling. You gotta have boxing. You gotta have kicking. You but the biggest problem, I mean, uh, Tori, we're talking about this off camera, but I think the biggest issue in uh, mixed martial arts everywhere, but UFC especially, is the judging. Mm. Like it's this elephant in the room where to me the MMA fan base goes, yeah, I can't leave in the hands of the judges. Like, no, bitch. No, no, no. Any other league, NFL, NBA, NHL, we never just go, ah, you know the rest, man. They make awful calls. We can't depend on them. Right. No, no, no. We can depend on them to make the right call. They Sometimes they make mistakes. Sure. Mistakes I can Part agree of the game. with. But sometimes when the you look at the judging, like, what the hell is going on here? And then, you know, Dana at the fighter meeting will, when before the fights on Fridays after weigh-ins, will go, you know, I say, guys, don't leave the hands of the judges. I just remember going, that doesn't work for me, dude. Because mm. the next guy that Corey fights, listen, hopefully he finishes him. The guy's going to be pretty fucking good. Whether it's Marab, whether it's fucking Henry Cejudo, whoever it is. They're tough, man, to yes. finish, especially at Bantamweight. Yeah. So it's like, I need to depend on the judges. We can't just throw the white flag anymore and go, ah, should have went to the judges. That doesn't work for me. Right. Especially because it's a, it's a problem every single month. Like every single month it gets brought up over and over and Anytime over Anytime there's a fight, there's oh, an issue. Always. And, and the UFC is running so many fights per month where it's like three weekends out of the month. At least one of those weekends you're getting one where you're just like, what the fuck was that? You know? And, and it, like how long are we going to be cool with like that going on? Well, like you know? even, even uh, in your fight, it's like this fight was very clear. Very clear. And then when that one uh, judge gave it, what was it? F what? 48, 47 Cheetah. Which, and you're like... I get like some rounds, maybe if they're close, like three and four, maybe, you know, like maybe they're close. It's like, I guess I can see how I came to that conclusion. But to give the whole fight to Cheeto, who I love dearly, it's like, well, something's going on there. You're not watching or you don't have 
the uh, IQ to be a judge at this level if you judge that that way. There's no way you should have this job. Well, yeah. I mean, that guy, me and that guy got into... So I, I don't want to shit on the guy too much because it's a little bit old news, but it is kind of scary to think that if there was one more person in that judging circle would have given it to Cheeto, I would have like, you know, like that would have massively changed maybe my career. But path, I do think know? it's important and not to, you know, thank God you won the fight, but I, I think people need to realize like not only are the judges flawed, but sometimes they have a different agenda. Mm. They, it ju it's just, it's human Bias, nature. Unfortunately unfortunately or they have a different agenda yeah. no matter how well the fight goes right like you, you know and i think people should learn you know you're you have the history with the judge who scored it for cheeto which clearly is just wrong it's the wrong thing to do right. it just is yeah. but there's a history with him and Corey back in the day uh, where they had a disagreement yeah, so, over a younger fighter so yeah ah. so so i was cornering one of my guys in the springs me and christian are and the it's colorado springs yeah colorado sure. springs and so uh there's a the guy is ref in the fight the same judge that gave it to cheeto the guy is ref in the fight with my guy uh the guy's in a choke but it's not like a sunken in choke like if you knew anything about jujitsu at some level of degree you'd be like okay like that guy's fine this guy didn't have that ability to do that because he doesn't know enough so he calls the fight me and christian are asking him or yelling at him before like hey don't stop it like because we see that the judge is going to stop it even though miguel even though miguel is completely fine so he stops it me and christian give him like an earful you know like we weren't nice about it really you know like hey man like you fucked up you fucked up big time man like we wanted to make this guy pro after this and now we don't really know what to do he was winning all all the rest of the fight and like you screwed him over you know i go up to him a little bit afterwards i have like some more words with him and so that ref is the same guy that gave you know and i don't want to shit on the guy too much it's a little bit old news but that is you what remember, happened and remember. when i look back and i watch the fight i'm like okay maybe three and four if you really fucking hated me like if yeah. i walked by you and kicked your dog and you were judging later you'd be like yeah fuck that guy you're he doesn't like, get around three and my four kid's tongue i'd give that guy three and four <laughs> but one yeah. two and five unless you're the law in what world would you ever give cheeto one two and five that's and, why something's going on and, yeah and i mean there was Which something we going can't on have. so you know what's funny is i didn't even realize it was that guy until maybe like a week and a half later when they were when the guys at the gym were like hey man like yeah, that guy like refs in Colorado sometimes. I was like, what does he look like? And they explained him to me and I was like, because I don't bitch out a lot of people, you no. know, like, but if you it deserve really it, bad. if you deserve it, I'll bitch you out, especially if in, if you're in like a space where you should know. When you're, when you're, no, no, I, I, I had no idea. So, where so I they? pull up his picture and I'm like, oh shit, that's that guy that I got into it with uh, a few years ago, you know? Interesting. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Like we can't have that. Yeah. He, he, Cause the level that they're fighting at, like a Cheeto Vera, Corey fight, there's serious consequences, yeah. man. So whoever loses, you you know, it's tough, man. And in that division is so competitive and you have a problem from four to five years ago. That's going to cause that's a bad me judge. That's a biased judge, and that happens, and that, that's out there. Let's find him and kill him. <laughs> Let's find him and kill him. Well, that's a guy who, who by You're the way, out. by the way, com <laughs> confirmation, bias, by the kid, dude. confirmation bias is fucking really strong, though. The guy probably hated you. Maybe. And then he was only seeing when you were getting your head. And he might not even hate him, but subconsciously, yeah. he's like, oh, he was a dick to me there. Yeah. So he's... He might not be meaning to, but he's like, "Oh, it's a sweet kick by Cheeto there." So he's remembered. Yeah, certain yeah, shit. yeah, you know that. You, you know, know that rider and the elephant uh, metaphor that that psychologists use. Jonathan Haidt, who's a psychologist, use the idea is 
all of us think that we're, we are riding the elephant, but in fact, your fast thinking brain, which is all emotional, is, is the elephant. So the elephant goes wherever the fuck it wants. Mm. And then you, as the rider, come up with reasons for why that we're why you that made way. that elephant yeah. go there. Yeah. But that elephant sure. was no going control. there. And yeah. That's how we are with all, I always catch myself, even at my age, where I'm like, how do I really, like I get these visceral reactions and I'm like, wait a minute, that's, I, I arrived at that conclusion and now I'm cherry picking data to support how I felt in the first place. And you can do that with literally anything. Everything, anything whatever anything. it is. We do it with politics, we do it with everything. Oh, everything. You know, yeah. With our kids, whatever it is, you know. And that's 100%. Either the guy's a dick and knew exactly what he's doing, which is probably closer to what it is, or he he just remembered getting humiliated by a guy he couldn't say anything to. And, you know. Yeah, I, I think what would be more helpful and would kind of move the ball down the field in regards to judges if if, if they have to take some responsibility. Mm. Like, just the same way you have to go to the post-fight conference, they should be on there like, Real quick, whatever the slapdick's name is. Hey, slapdick, <laughs> why did you score it for Cheeto 3-4? Explain to us so we can uh, have a better understanding. Because sure. when there's no explanation, that doesn't work for me. Because yeah. now, confirmation bias, I'm sure it's not even confirmation bias, it's just facts. Like, no, we know why you did it, dude. But if you can explain to us how you got there, and in some weird world, it kind of makes sense. I go, okay, you're not a bad guy. You deserve to keep your job. But to just they can just go, nope. Nope, I think yeah. I went well, well, here's my question. It's Number the only one, business in the where, world where you don't are, have to explain but, yourself. Yeah. Where are the judges? Are they at the fight? Yeah, they're at a they're, table? Yeah, yeah. Cage side? Yep. So Which isn't the that. way to watch it. It's not. It's tough to see. You should see it things is on, super on, on tough to see. I've always yeah. said there should be, A, there should be more than three. Mm -hmm. There should be, 100%. you know, five or yes. to six. They should be in a remote location, watch on TV with no commentary and no crowd. Because the crowd can change, the, they're human. Of course. So a crowd can change, like when Conor McGregor walks out, they're like, oh, this guy's the man, dude. It's nuts. So you're, you, again, it's just human So I would go, do, I'm, I'm, I wanna, I'm gonna look for the best of that guy in the fight. I'd have six judges, I would do exactly that. They're in Alaska, or yes. maybe they're just in Vegas every fucking time. There's no crowd yep. noise. But couldn't you also have, like, I don't know how they do CompuBox, but there's ha gotta be people that who can't can work. There have got to be people that can just watch, isolate just your head, just your body, and count how many shots land. That, that, that can't dictate mm, no. a fight. sometimes Because the problem with comedy strike, again, that's confirmation bias. Because mm. sometimes a guy like Rob Font has crazy high output. Fights a guy like Cheeto who doesn't have a high output. Mm. If you look at comedy strike and you're going based off that, you're like, well, I'm going to to Rob round one you or two. You got to damage. But you, there's damage. There's octagon control. Yeah. You know, there's danger. Who did Number one is who did the most damage. Would you score... The later round more significant no, than the first one. No, they're all five minutes. So at the so after at minute twenty, the guy dominates that that last round. But he lost the right. Would you? They're all worth you, the same. They're all worth the same. That's the game. Mm. That's that'd be like saying in the NFL in the fourth quarter should touchdowns count for ten points right. instead of seven? Right. The fuck no, right. dude. Same game. Yep. Any other stupid ass ideas, dude? Huh? <laughs> die, die. No, I'm fainting. Go. I'm gonna treat you like that judge. Die. <laughs> but isn't it weird? Like it's uh, scary for you, like going to the fight and just knowing, like the judge. Like it's this one thing you guys shouldn't have to worry about. I know. Yeah, it's unfortunate. But you know, you there there are like a lot of. I know a lot of the commissioners, of course, too, and just people that work. And there's a lot of really good ones too. But I, I do think that 
if they did have to take some responsibility, I wonder how many on that day that that decision was made would be like, eh, I'm not going to be a judge anymore. hundred percent. Like imagine how many there would be because you have to And if they had to, to like, have social media yeah. and they were able to see the visceral <laughs> feedback yeah. of like that decision or other decision, like, no, there's, what are you doing here? Yeah, boxing could the, use the that The only too. way that boxing's, you know, the, they're too far down the road, they're yeah. fucked. But with the UFC, we're so new, we can make a change, man. Yeah. And I just think if we can hold them accountable and go, the, the fighters go on, because we don't need you guys mixing with them because somebody's going to get hurt. But if you guys go on and then the judges, all right, media, fire away. Yeah. They have this, to explain this isn't, this how isn't they This is a came. Dana White decision, right? This is a it commission is decision. You know, listen, Dana's going, I don't run the commission. It's not a what when Dana is the elephant. Like I know you're saying it's the brain. No, Dana's the elephant of the UFC. Right. Like he goes where they want to go. So if Dana went, we have got to make a change, there's gonna be a change. There's gonna be a change. And now he can say it's the commission. It's dude, he has so much power now. So much power. If he really focused on that and he has a million things to focus on, and maybe to him it's like it's part of the game. I'm sure he would agree with this. Cause he has huge problems with the judges. A lot of I think he has so many fires to put out, this is it. Yeah. You know, or maybe we're both complete or I'm off and he's like, no, bitch, I've tried. Mm. And the commission's like, shut your mouth. We're hiring these guys. Possible. You know? Yeah, it's a it's a tricky one for sure. I mean, but yeah, one, one of the, I mean, it's going to continue to be a problem all the way up until something's done about it, you know? Yeah, there's not much you can do, unfortunately. Nah. We talking about the election? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wish we could do mail in ballots for uh, judges scoring. I'd mail yeah. some shit in, dude. Shit, the fights last weekend were great, though. Oh, they were all, good. All finishes. Oh, my Almost God. all finishes. Dude. No Did really you bad have uh, Adesanya winning, or was that a big surprise to you as well? Uh, I thought. I love Adesanya. Like, I'm like an actual Adesanya fan, but yeah. I was like, actually, you know, it's funny. I was completely wrong, but. I was like, if Perea just like gets him against the fence, yeah. and just like tees off on him, that's gonna be how he like knocks Israel out again. Yep. <laughs> and he yep. went to do that, and then ended up getting knocked out. And how crazy that that was their game plan. <laughs> I know. I Think know. of the that's massive awesome. Aussie oh, New Zealand seriously. nuts. That <laughs> well, team. Well, his coach was like, "Hear me out here. <laughs> I know last time against KJ was all crazy. We're gonna do that again." Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will he's say like, this. What the fuck? I watched yeah. in slow motion. And you can see why they probably said that because Perea, and if you watch the first fight too, Perea does have his hands down. And he throws, when he's throwing with it with his hook, this hand is right most here. Most guys do though. Yeah, but, well, but, most all, but against but, Adesanya, when he's here, that's a liability. He rolls, rolls, No, but bang, the point is, B, you know? the reason they won, because when a, a guy's throwing combos, his hands does come down. Yep. And he only, he's only throwing those combos in that range against yeah. the cage. Right. So as to lure him in. Dude, Israel had us all fooled. Like the guys this? that, bro, the, guy, like this, bro. <laughs> the guys that I was Dude. watching it with even, we were all like, Get the fuck off the yeah, fence. You know, dude. like, what are yep. you doing? He had us all <laughs> fooled, man. He had the they whole world. Muhammad Ali. Rope a dope, dude. Yep. Who yeah. does rope a dope in, yeah. in the U.S.? He literally rope a dope. He went, he turned block like that and just went crack with that right hand. I mean, I'm sure Izzy, when the coach sat him down for the game plan, was like, what if he throws a knee? They're like, don't worry about it. He does that. You see Alex go, woo woo for you. Jesus. Goo. He got off balance. He was like, oh, fuck. Oh, I know, oh. Yeah. Man, it hit him in the body first and then it's, threw it's that like goddamn knee. It's a legendary movie. Yeah, it really is. It's a legendary movie. But that's mover. that's why he's going to go down as one of the goats. Oh, the, yeah. The goat of then Jorge Masvidal yeah. retiring against Gilbert Burns. Perfect way to retire. I was surprised Jorge what didn't want... Um, what's his name? Uh, Kevin Holland? No. Um, Leon. 
Fucking Kobe. Kobe. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the, I think UFC had other plans. And they're a bigger fish to fry. Yeah, because Hori's not really, I mean, if he were to beat Gilbert, he's in that lane where he's such a big name, even though he's ranked whatever, 10 or 11 now, yeah. he's in that, he's such a big name, they could still offer him those big name fights, but you lose this one, that's kind of out yeah. the window. Kobe, Kobe, uh, do you ever see Kobe Covington when he, after he fought uh, Usman, he just looked at me, he goes, it's all love, man, I just had to sell a fight, you know I had to sell your fight. <laughs> I, I tell you guys this all the time, I know Kobe's a great guy, yeah. like when he did food truck, I'm like, can you not do the gimmick, can you just be, <laughs> people are going to love you, he's like, sorry man, I can't, and then it's two strippers show up, I'm like, dude, do we have to do oh, this, geez. he's like, what's up ladies, like slapping their ass. He's really? He's so like off camera, he's like, great guy, oh, like, that's it's crazy. literally all just the, you know, it's like WWE. He, like, should, he should flip it. He should. He, should, he should just be like, okay, now I'm nice guy. But he's now. smart because he's the people's champ. What are, what are you going to do in this business? Like he's he's done a great job of separating himself. He backs it up. He trains his ass off. Everything about him is, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, I, obviously, you know, financially it made sense. But I, I'd be one. He's like a real dude, man. Yeah. And he's he's a cut of cloth from Chael Sonnen. And so, but if you all the hate he gets, like all the hate, I bet if you're like, hey, if you could redo it, dude, <laughs> would you have went the heel route? He'd be like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> like, he's a professional dude. fighter. He's, I'm he's just a trying showman. to sell tickets. What, he's a showman. Yeah. Yeah. What is he doing it for? For the money or because showman. he wants to be champ? Sells it. Sells shut fights. Both, because I, mm. I think Chael for a long time. Time. Again, Chael and him are very close. So for a long time, if you remember Chael, Chael really didn't hit the scene, even though he was right. this monster and he was training with, you know, Randy Couture and the Dan Hendos and the Matt Linlins and all those guys were getting these huge opportunities and Chael wasn't because he was just this wrestler. So then Chael figured out, he's like, I got to do something, man. So he started playing that heel and he, when he fought Paulo Filo and, you know, and that fight went like it did. And then he just started talking shit and he started getting media and attention. He's like, oh shit, look at this. So it just fed this monster. Uh, Chael likes it because he does it like in a funny, joking way. But then Kobe was like, uh, I'll take it from here. And was like, I'm going full Trump. <laughs> yeah. He just went, he went the complete opposite way. It only works if you have his skill set. Yes. Kobe is a bad motherfucker. Yes, he is. Dude. That, dude, that dude can fight. Man. You think he'll beat Leon? Yes. Really? Because of his wrestling or just his pr pressure? Even though Usman was able to stop a lot of his shots and stuff? Yeah, I know. I His takedown defense did look phenomenal, and he's made a lot of changes to you know to take on guys like Kamaru. I think the Kamaru's best days are behind him. Mm -hmm. I think Kamaru a year ago would have beat Leon. And, um, you know, so I, it, it's, it's both. It's, I think it's Kamaru kind of not at the tip anymore. And then uh, Leon working on his takedown defense. But I think Colby, he hasn't fought in a hot second. But Colby's not at his prime yet. Mm. I, I think with Colby's tenacity and the way he can mix it up. How old is Colby? That'd be a great fight, though. Uh, great fight. Yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm excited about. for that one. I'm yeah, all about yeah. it. And I, I like Leon. I love Leon. Yeah. I, you know, I, I love Leon. 35. He's 35. So, you yeah. know, for COVID, it's shit or get off the pile. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Leon, you could you could make the argument is much higher level striker, right? I mean, well, I, I mean, yeah. anybody with eyes can speak. Yeah, Leon's yeah. a legit, yeah, so like, just a legit, legit. But so, so now, now, but see, what mm -hmm. I'm looking at is then, then now he's got a standing and banging would be a bad idea, but certainly wrestling him. Putting that kind of pressure on Kobe's thing is volume, yeah, and volume and cardio. not and not cardio, yeah. cardio volume, and then staying in that tight distance yes. where he can't throw in the kicks and all that right. shit. Because when you get on the outside, mm -hmm. and Kobe really doesn't play that game. Like Kamara played that game. That's why he got knocked out yes. that first fight, you know, or second fight. Um, he'll play that game, but Kobe won't. He he play he he's in your face old, and his cardio doesn't waver. He keeps coming, keeps coming. Yeah. And I remember Kamara in his prime. 
went toe to toe with that and out cardio, which is nuts. Mm -hmm. That's how good Kamara was. Yeah, one of the best to ever do it. One hundred percent, ridiculous. Also, Kamara shocks you at how big he is. Like the, the, I saw Kamara with with Rashad, they look the same size. Hmm. You never saw that. I mean, his legs are skinny. Kamara is like a giant muscle. He's a giant. He's built like, he's like a one giant. It's muscle. like this, and then goes. His head his, is this wide. You're like, hello, Kamara. His legs are like SpongeBob. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he's built like that, and then thin like legs, that. thin yeah. legs. Rashad's bigger all the way around. Like, like look at that. Look well, at the that's size a, of him. Hold on, Rashad's vegan now. Let's be very clear, and that's also. <laughs> 15 years removed that's from hilarious. professional fire. That's hilarious that he's a vegan now. Yeah, vegan, and he has a booming uh, mushroom business. Shroom Does he? Business. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I, I'm actually too. a part of that business. It's called Umbo. Are you a shroom fan? Uh, not the ones that he's talking about. Well, uh, which ones are he but, talking about? Uh, I Wait, are you talking about like portobello mushrooms? Or are you, are you like... Uh, like I'm talking portobello. You talking about oh. shiitake? Yeah, yeah, like shiitake mushrooms. Yeah, yeah, oh, you yeah. like mushrooms? I'm Morels? talking like shrooms. Uh, I think so, Rashad's really into that stuff. But the uh, you're the, in the you're in the mushroom business, as in real mushrooms that we eat on with steak like and pizza stuff? and stuff. No, no, no. Like uh, there, there's a company called Umbo. It's like a mushroom supplement company that me and Rashad are a part of. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like a bunch Lions of supplements Maine, and stuff. But uh, uh, but it funds a lot of like the psychedelic research stuff that they're oh. all doing on mushrooms and shit now yeah i've said this before oh look at you there god damn dude mr steal your girl mr steal your book yeah right that full head of hair. dude i don't know when i started looking so fucking dorky but it started happening about <laughs> i think it started happening about like four years it's ago and it's just slowly years pop out. i swear i started reading books so like four years ago and i just earlier. dude i seriously it might be because you're like, hanging out with your jutsu coach what's his name <laughs> Ryan? Yeah, Ryan. <laughs> no, Ryan's, no Ryan? Ryan's fucking super Ryan cool, like, actually. But Ryan neither Hall one of us know how to dress. Is, but he's brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Like savant jiu-jitsu. Oh, really? Savant. Yeah, Major Major knows freak. what the hell he's like, talking outlaw. about. Well, Chris yeah. and Alan, we were talking about before. He, he's, the, he's the ultimate freak to me. I, I'm not as experienced, <laughs> of course, as you guys, but he's a really interesting, brilliant dude. It's kind of... Who's, who's, who is... He's almost Metro. Like, he's an absolute assassin. But if you saw him, you'd be like, that guy is clearly something. Like, he's got, he dyes his hair. He's adorable. You know, yeah. I don't know if he's. I would call him adorable. He's like, yeah. <laughs> he's a cutie pie. He's like the prince. He's like yeah. a prince or like queen. Yes. Or like, uh, <laughs> he's, or like, you know what he is? He's. If you, if, he's if, a ninja. Christian, if Christian was like, I'm a pansexual ninja, I would be like, that makes all the sense in the world, sir. He should be on the cover of all mushroom. He's a psychedelic. I yes. know. He's it's, actually a walking psychedelic. It's kind of a shame that he's not like a lot more popular in the MMA community. he doesn't want to be. But he doesn't want to be, but also be. he's just him. like, oh, yo, dude, those are great Bro, pictures. look at him. Shredded <laughs> out of his fucking mind. Yes. There he is. Yeah. Yeah, that's the I would be name, like, but, yeah. that's, he's, there he is. That's. He should be an ice skater. And, and we, he and looks we have, like an ice skater. And we have no idea how old he is. Nope. <laughs> no one does. And, no and, one does. We go to the airport and yeah. we'd like look at TSA to look at his license and we yep. want to see. So he could be 60. Yep. Might be 22. That looks old. like a gay cruise where you guys are <laughs> just finished doing a step class and that's fine. And it's 100% I'm correct about that. And he led the class. But and he'll who's, pull who's your heart out of your body. Uh, the guy on the left is Carrington Banks. That's my wrestling coach. He wrestled uh, Juco in Iowa. Well, Carrington Banks is... And he's a good coach, too, huh? Oh, phenomenal. Is yeah. he good? Uh, he's he's really good. Um, he's kind of done fighting now, but he was one of those... I mean, he's trained with, like, every... He was on the Ultimate Fighter when they were doing the Black Zillions. 
Oh, okay. He's been around for a long time. Yeah, he's one of my best friends in life right now. He's That's like, dope, man. Yeah, he's a he's a really great dude. And then also, he works harder than almost everyone on the team too. He's always well, he's doing a like, yeah, yeah. He, so he, he like outworks out. even the like the fighters. You know, and he, he's and he always came there. to high altitude. Uh, yeah. What reason? Uh, just a few years ago, he I think he came out to help Gaethje get ready for That's a fight, uh-huh. That's and a great then picture. Gaethje was. Uh, he like tried out the team and was like, oh, I like cool really, man. really like this. And then, yep, moved out. So, yeah, that's one of my best, my best buds in life. Is right he gonna now. be in your wedding? Yeah, he is. Oh damn! Yeah, yeah he's yeah, getting yeah. married in September. I'm gonna, that's why we told the UFC we gotta get this going. Like his next fight, yeah. we gotta get this going because he has a. He's got some money. You know the date on uh, in September? Uh, it's September first. So they're gonna send contracts soon. Let's get because we got a wedding that we can't. Yeah, we got to pay for. Yeah, and we, well, you we, don't even pay for it. We right. were fine on that end. Yeah, I'm just saying you can't. We can't. We were sent out the invitation. That's true. So UFC, it's either you send it now or this after. September. You can't rearrange. You don't want to be on camp during your fucking wet, cutting weight. I don't want to, but I'll do it. You know. Hell yeah, like, you I'll, will. <laughs> I'll do that's it. The, that's the shit, job. Erica won't love it, but <laughs> I'll do it. You know? No cake for me. Yeah, <laughs> she shoves cake in your face. All <laughs> 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 it was actually like kind of a fight at first. You know, she was like, "Look." don't have a fight around our wedding and i was like yeah yeah i mean <laughs> i was okay. like well, if they tell me i'm yeah, going well, to and she was like and i was like look if they tell me i'm going to this is what you signed up yeah. for girl like yeah, unfortunately yeah, yeah. 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 it's just well, what you signed. like if the ufc call and say hey you have number one contenders fight and if you're not gonna be like uh i'm getting uh, can we push it like yeah. okay we're gonna go somewhere else dude no, like, show, no no no, no. The, i'll the do show it show must go on yeah it's like stand up is a little bit like that too. Or you're if you're doing a TV show, or you you're not you're not gonna be like, hey guys, I can't do this show. I gotta no no. We're we're shooting the show. It's a million dollar production. It's, it's like anything. Else. But if you're a big enough draw, like if you're sure. Ray Romano sure. and it's your show, yeah. you're like, hey bitch, I'll you be plan, there. But you plan, but you even he has planned. Yeah, but for him, he's like he's earned that the the spot he's in where yeah. you you're in a good position where you can be like, weddings happen in September, down to fight whoever for the number one spot. But, you know, September, I can't. You're in a position where they can be like, all right, let's understand. Yeah, hopefully. Where they're not going to move on. Guaranteed. How old are you? For Gordon? Erica's sake, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll be 31 next week. Wow. 31. That's, that's, that's your prime. Yeah. Okay, let's take a little break. Uh, guys, I will see you in uh, Helium at Helium Comedy Club in Portland, Oregon. Uh, those tickets are going very fast, by the way. April 20th to the 22nd. We will sell out. Then I got the Comedy Zone at uh, the Vasani Theater in Port Charlotte, Florida. It's Thursday, May 4th to the 6th of May. And then I got the Stress Factory, May 11th to the 13th. Eric Griffin, come on in here and say hi. The great Eric Griffin, one of my favorite people, as I do these reads. Um, I'm just talking about my, uh, my stand-up stuff. Brennan will be in Atlanta this weekend. At the Atlanta Funny Bone, I think. Uh, come get some Punch from Atlanta. Line. Punchline. Then La Jolla. Okay. La Jolla Comedy uh, La Jolla Comedy Store, June 2nd, June 4th. Then he's across the pond going to Belfast, Glasgow, Manchester, London, Cardiff, Dublin. Uh, so go to, uh, what is it? F-A-T-K-Z.com. F-A-T-K-Z.com. Guys, here's the thing about drugs. If you need your medicine, it can be very expensive. But RexMD makes getting generic and branded things like Viagra or Cialis easy because everything's online, even the prescription. And deliver, they deliver it to your door. There are no office visits, visits, no talking to a receptionist. It's very, very simple. 
And you know that Viagra can cost up to $90 a pill, but with Rex MD, it has generic Viagra for just as low as $2 a pill. That's my friends in the background there, sorry. But either way, um, it's fast, simple, cheap, and you can access your US licensed Rex MD physician anytime you need afterwards. Has, it's helped over 3,300,000 guys. Rex MD, listen to this. It's helped over 300,000 guys get generic Viagra quickly and conveniently and anonymously, by the way. Rex MD just works and it works the very first night. How about that? So act now. Take advantage of their deal by heading to rexmd.com uh, slash fighter. rexmd.com slash fighter. Our exclusive deal will save you up to 90% off when you when you when you're where you'll pay as low as two dollars per dose on generic Viagra instead of 90 bucks on whatever. Uh, start a packets of generic Viagra or Cialis are now available for our listeners to get started. That's rexmd.com slash fighter for up to 90% off plus a free gift. Your partner will thank you. Here's the thing, guys. You want the best supplements on planet Earth. You want something for your brain? You want to focus better? You want to remember things better? They got Alpha Brain. They got Alpha Brain Instant, Alpha Brain Black Label, Alpha Brain Focus Shot. If you want something for your mood or for your sleep, they got New Mood. They got Melatonin Spray. You want something for your digestive health? I had food poisoning so bad, and I'm telling you, I was, I was sick for one month. I was nauseous for a month. I took Total Gut Health, those packets. I took, I think it after three days, gone. They've really got scientifically backed supplements and they do not cut corners. You got your daily support. You got your krill oil. You want great fish oil? Krill oil is the best. Essential nutrients. You got shroom tech greens. You got vitamin D spray. It, it just keeps going. Either way, go to onit.com slash F-A-T-K. Onit.com slash F-A-T-K. And uh, you will get the best workout gear, everything you need for health, everything you want for optimized health. On it.com slash F A T K. Yeah. And he has some, he has some good uh, options coming up in the fight world. This is really like only, th we were talking about a food truck. There's only like, really at his level, he's number three in the world. And you have Aljo. It's so and, good. I can't <laughs> take it. You're number three in the world. That's such a big deal. That's, I, I, it's such a big deal. In the bantamweight division? It's so hard. It's that's so hard to be but, number three but, in the world. You know, what's the yeah, it's tough. It's gig so in the world. hard. But B, you'll love this. I, I figure I'm pulling for Figueroa. You Figueroa. Mm. That's why I, I, if it's up to me, that's happening. But um you'll love this. His mindset changed because he had so much pressure on him. You started reading what book were you reading? Uh I, so I've been reading a lot of books. Um There's one with a philosopher, right? Like changed your Yeah, so well, uh yeah, so I watch YouTube videos too sometimes. That but, counts. Uh man, in the last camp I had a moment where I was sitting on the couch and uh because of all the pressure and just like the physical being tired and waking up sore week after day after day after week, you know. I was sitting there and I was like, I can't fucking do this for the next five, six years of my life. Like I'm not gonna I'm not going to do this with in this way. And I was like, okay, well, what needs to change? It's like, okay, well, one, I'm not going to stop fighting. You know, like this is what I love, like deep down. So I was like, okay, well, what do I need to do? And I was like, well, you got to fucking quit putting so much pressure on yourself yeah, or else you're not going to enjoy a second of this. Yep. You're not going to enjoy a second of it because in camp in the past, 
like you enjoy it but not really no. you know like you're just like fuck man i'm just tired and sore i gotta go do these like couple workouts today just one and then, day and you're doing yeah, the same shit it's the same Tuesday, shit over and it, and it can be like to the and then you add in a bunch of pressure and you add in like uh just all the like the stupid silly things that go on in your head and i was sitting there and i was like i'm not doing this for the next five years so what needs to change and i was like i'm having fun with this for now on and it was like a decision that i made right there and i was like i'm being mindful i'm going into the gym and i'm only taking it day by day and i'm having fun with this shit and i was and it like it really like came and that's off just being more present right being more present and also just Deciding. like just trying to like develop my character a little bit too and like decide what i thought like what what i thought was important to me you know like is winning the title more important than like me living a life and having a career where i make myself into this like badass fearless guy like that's what i really want to be is like this fearless being and that's what i want to kind of be in life you know yeah. like if i get rich then cool but uh really i want to be fearless and it's like okay well how do i be fearless you can't like be obsessed with winning and losing and be fearless yeah like you get fearless by like letting go of all of that stuff and i wouldn't say not care but you just make the value less than like being a super high character brave guy yeah i and think you care about winning and losing but it doesn't define you it doesn't like define it's not going to consume your every being every moment of your life and it, and it and it becomes not the reason that you do it well if i think the guys that there's guys who go through life especially in sports when they're at a high level and it's just about winning and mm -hmm. it's all that but they i guarantee if they're not they're never happy they're like if you hear michael jordan talk or if you heard kobe talk they're like these ultimate winners they put all the pressure on themselves and then you ask like their friends like yeah he's kind of an asshole man mm -hmm. like, it's not a way you want to go through life and, like granted they have all the accolades they have all the fucking trophies they have all the money in the bank but they're not happy people i i would say that my whole career has almost been trying to do both at the same time yep. and realizing how like kind of can't serve masters like you can't be like the zen buddha guy and fucking psychopath michael jordan that's right like kind of at the same time but I do think that there is a way that you can still you can still do it. I would you know? say this. I would say this as somebody who's lived, you know, more than half a century and gone Brian's, through my own Brian's struggles. 84 years old. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think um You wrestled in high school. Part of <laughs> <Tell> yes. <laughs> part of a well, part of like just you know, trying to get better at something and in this business and failing yeah. way more than you succeed, as you yeah. and I know a lot about, is um a part of the way you become fearless and I I think I've become way closer to that than I was. Um, you're always going to be afraid of things, but um, part of the way you deal with being fearless is tell the fucking truth mm. in every aspect of your life, in every aspect. Say what you mean and live what you mean. And I will say this, like everyone, most people who are listening, and this went for me as well, there's always, we always provide little outlets and recesses for ourselves there's this image of yourself that you have in your brain that is the one that is representative of the angels of your best nature let's see there's three faces well the, the, the phase <sighs> there's that there is that image in your mind's eye of the perfect Corey sandhagen and it, i'm not talking about just the fighter i'm talking mm -hmm. about as the man and that requires responsibility and courage in a lot of ways right it's 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 actually not only being able to conceive what that is, but living that. And what all of us do is we give ourselves little respites. You know, it's like, dude, I, I'm, I'm honest and I'm a great guy in everything. Let me 
dip my toe over here a little bit. Let me fuck around a little bit. Now, I don't think that's necessarily, sometimes being a bit of a misfit is almost necessary and it's what gets you into being a fighter. A Can't get a destruction. Can't you a little release? Oh, comic. Release. Little outlaw. Little outlaw. You want to be a little outlaw? Okay, I understand. I understand. I understand. I understand. <laughs> Young warrior energy. I understand. But I do think that what you're probably talking about, whether you know it or not, is as you're because I it was just when you were saying this, is the idea of living a like you're just telling the truth across the board. Part of what you just did is tell the truth. Just that idea of just saying I'm just gonna fucking decide to have fun. I can't be Michael Jordan and the Zen Buddhist at the same time. And we, we try to wear these different hats, but something that really helps, I think, is to. And just I think taking the pressure off yourself. It's, you know, like I was telling him uh, when we, I picked him up this morning from the hotel, but it's like if there's one regret I had in my career, is I never stopped and smelled the roses. Never. I was never present. Never. I would beat, I'd beat Krokop, Gabriel Gonzaga. Demons celebrate that. It was like, what's next? Well, we had what's to talk next? the other day, right? Well, who's next? What's next? And the coach was like, slow down, dude. I just couldn't. Yeah, I you mean. Still, you still have that. That's your liability, but you're way better. I'm but, way better now. But we had that mm. talk in Austin about that. It's like sometimes you just got to fucking, and you forget. Because if you get too ambitious and you're, your eyes on the prize, you're going to miss everything around you. That's for all of us. And You also you, lose friends because you're not connecting on it. Because if it's calls, just about business, it's like this, dude. You yeah. have blinders on, and then you're missing the best things. And the life. irony is, I you have know. nothing to talk about after that. And, and then the you're by yourself. Is, you're yeah. like, yeah, but I won. Like, cool, dude. You're all alone. I know. It's I, like, yeah, but I won. I know. I know. When it, when I think about like what I want my life to be like, you know, and like how I want to look back at like these fucking awesome years that I'm yeah, having man. right now and getting to live in, I'm like fuck man do i really not want to enjoy a second of it because that's kind of what it it more or less was for a bit yeah. you know or at least it felt like that at times but i think a lot of fighters relate to that because yeah. it's like so competitive and you, there's always things you can work on it's like a painting you're never going to finish so you can always go to the gym and work on something and then so that's there's that monster behind you constantly like you better do this better do this yeah is it there sucks. a book or anything that you read that changed your point of view or something uh no i, I a think lecture? I, um not really man like it, i mean i i've read like a lot of books on this kind of stuff but it took me i think just like having that like really shitty day and those like really shitty couple of weeks and me sitting on the couch and be like i'm not doing this shit anymore unless i change something yeah you know like it was just an accumulation of all of that stuff but at least you still have the love for fighting because my thing was like i'm not doing this anymore i was mm -hmm. like i'm out i'm gonna find an exit strategy i'm getting the fuck this i'm not happy doing this i need to get out you know, but for you, like you love fighting. You have the skill set, the experience to be a world champion. So it's like you just got to tweak some things and what you're doing, and you had the best performance of your career. So it's like obviously you found out a formula that works for you. There's nothing more that I like in life than going to the gym and like figuring stuff out. Yeah, like that. That I think is like a. Like, I don't see myself as much of like a martial arts thinker much, but I do think that I am. Like, I spend a ton of hours a week just grabbing a training partner and trying new shit. We're like trying something new, like a lot like how you guys do with your guys' comedy. You yeah. guys write down stuff, you guys go out, you're Try like, okay, it. is this working? Yep. Is, is is this worth investing more time Correct. into this joke? So because like, or is it just a complete fail yeah. and it would take too much time to get it going? I do the exact same thing, I just do it in the fighting area. Yep. Yeah, because for me, like not repeating myself, and not obsessing over the same questions is really difficult. So like the challenge becomes, you've been doing it as long as I have, you don't wanna start 
you don't want to fall into the same old patterns because a lot of times you'll see writers they fall into this they're, they're really they keep just doing different variations the they keep yeah, doing yeah, different. It's, it's like the striker that never learns wrestling that's what i was yeah. gonna ask i was it's gonna just ask the that. same version like yeah. you see comics with all, do that comics, comics a lot like you watch one special and the next one like what's well, the same thing just yes. different topics but yes. you're saying the same shit right yeah and that's the challenge is like constantly shaking yourself up like try something different right do you that that must be the same case in fighting you fall into patterns you're happy play so you've got to always kind of be evolving or yeah i think you always have to be evolving i i think that but it just like makes it more fun that way one and then two i think that uh i, I would argue that like sport is a lot less creative than uh like what you guys are doing because like time and like the things that you guys make jokes about are are, are always changing like yes. in football there's like a tried and true way to like win football games you know like you go outside of the box a little bit but you don't go like way outside no, the no, box no. like you guys kind of have to yeah. uh so th so sport i think is a little bit different than than that in that way but also i i think that because of where mma is in it's like history right now is it's in this really creative space where kind of people can do and make stuff up right now big time because there's there, no right answer there, right there is no right answer yeah. right now i think that we will get to a day where people fight a lot more similarly uh where like certain techniques are a lot more w better done than other ones but right now it's like this just mosh pot of like you can win however right yep. now you know which is which if you is had cool. a son and he wanted to be an mma what no. would you no but <laughs> what if no. what if you had to what would you, i know yeah, I, would, I wouldn't let him know. right I, I i that would be smart but yeah. say your son was like i gotta do this he had a lot of talent what is the is it wrestling first what's the base that, that you would suggest i don't think i i, I think it, it would have to be everything all at once that's, that's how you, what uh, kids are doing that's how yeah. he came up that's right? how i started yeah. yep he like he's one of the younger kids that the sport was even though it's new it was still around so now you're seeing kids that are they're good at mixed martial arts they're really right. good at mixed martial arts they're good right. at everything right they don't really excel like and that's where it, but it, to his point the game's gonna get there where kids are gonna be great at everything mm -hmm. but right now you're seeing like you know Corey's really really you know he's an outlier when it comes to you know, striking and his jiu-jitsu is really good but you're going to see eventually where MMA kids are damn good at everything. But right now, because it's new, like that kid who fought this Rosa Jr., he's pretty good at everything. He's not great at everything. Right. So those guys get eaten up when they get to a certain level. Right. They're facing a guy who's straight up an outlier at wrestling or an outlier at striking right. they get they get exposed that's also they have why such these huge gaping holes in yeah the it feels like the guys who, like daniel cormier and bo nickel and and yoel romero they've been competing for so long that their their competitive mindset their mindset in general they were they were they had been competing at such a difficult sport at such a high level but then again like you said like they're they're it feels like those guys their learning curve is a lot faster well we, they have a foundation where they yeah. don't need to work on. yeah because they've been watching Wrestling, people move check. their whole life yeah so then their camp they can just focus on striking right and figure out how to get the guy so down. they can they can kind of almost ignore wrestling when you're at that level yeah, throwing, like you ever seen dc throw a kick no like he's not throwing kicks no it's not, he's throwing them but yeah. it's not gonna win them fights his thing is his game plan there's already a huge base there wrestling nobody's gonna out wrestle us so right. we have that covered biggest part of the game yeah we dictate where the fight goes we can cover that right you know so then the rest is just learn some submissions learn how to not get caught and things but like and as good as dc career was cool when i fight john jones he can wrestle he's not olympic wrestler but inside dot gun he's now you're gonna have better. to deal with his strike. now you're gonna be forced to strike yeah. how's that gonna go for you you know fuck 
the goal is to be the best at everything you know that's definitely the goal that's not realistic of course but you know you can make your like b and c things so if my plan a is to strike with people b and c are wrestling and, and jiu-jitsu i can at least always have a and as long as my b and c is better than the opposition's b and c like let's take uh the last fight for example with cheeto if me and if a is cheeto's cheeto's thing is striking that's his a thing my thing is striking a but if i'm a better wrestler then like i win that fight oh yeah like i win that fight yeah. like that's why i won that fight is because i got a takedown in the first the second and the fifth yeah you know uh that's not the only reason but that's a that's a big reason on the scorecards why i was able to win that fight by like a really large margin and that's because my b and c things are now better than my opposition that have the same thing that they're good at my secondary things are are better than theirs now that's why that marab fight's interesting because his a thing is wrestling mm -hmm. your a thing is striking so like who's gonna be able to implement that game plan that's gonna be able to at least neutralize some of the guys a yeah and that's who wins that fight yeah, yeah that's so who when, wins that fight you're watching that tape and you're watching marab just put that pressure on peter young and take him down 45 times where the fuck it is like are you working with your wrestling your wrestling coaches to, to, to kind of like this is how you stop this. You're, are you isolating no, you that? Yes, I, you you got to do Corey too, but then also that Peter Jan Marab fight before you answer was a perfect matchup for Marab. Right. Yeah, it was. Perfect yeah. matchup. Yeah. Peter Jan's not throwing things down the middle that's going to knees or throw anything down the middle that's going to stop that, Marab from shooting. Yeah. So he can shoot in all day. But if you take a knee to the head. You can shoot rent free all day. I, I realized that like as that fight was happening, I was like, oh, this is the absolute worst matchup that Jan could have asked for because he doesn't throw anything up the middle, you know? Um, it's rent free. Yeah, rent rent free. But but a reason a reason He's that I want to fight Marab is because since that Sterling fight, I uh <laughs> I uh <laughs> Sorry, man. All I've been fucking doing is grappling and wrestling, you know, and, and trying to figure out that art. And, like, uh, I want to fight a guy like Marab, one, to, like, challenge myself before I become champ. But, two, because I want to show everyone how good of a wrestler I am. And I want to show myself how good of a wrestler I am. You You've know? been wrestling for a hot second. I mean, I've been wrestling as long as, I mean, since at high, I mean, since I <laughs> first started, 15, you know? 16? Yeah, yeah. So, yes. 15 years <laughs> yeah. of wrestling? With, with, with I think the, unless you're just a complete moron, your wrestling should be pretty fucking good. Sure. 15 yeah. years of, if I played golf for 15 years, I'd get pretty fucking Pretty good, good. pretty good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, yeah, your wrestling is going to be on a on a high level. A lot of it's like making sure you see every look too, though, right? Yeah, like, you know what I mean. Like that, I think part of what made Shut Khabib. Up. Oh. <laughs> what do you mean every look, dude? Huh? Uh, well, so you if you're wrestling? if you're wrestling like those Dagestani <laughs> guys and they're coming at you with all kinds of weird chain wrestling you haven't seen before, you're going to have a hard time. So that's why it behooves you to know what. What that Sambo slash Greco Roman? Uh, but you want to go Russian too system. far down the rabbit hole of their Dagestani chain wrestling because when it comes down to the octagon, like it, yeah, it some of it some of it works, but not all of it. Yeah. So he's not going to spend his entire time learning the fucking chain wrestling of Dagestan. Well, it seems like those guys. Face. What he did to like uh, Justin Gaethje and stuff, who was a folk wrestler, didn't know a lot of that stuff. It looked like he just some of those guys. He didn't just didn't use know what's chain coming. wrestling against Gaethje, though. That wasn't. But, but 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 I but just the kind of stuff that he does with those upper body throws and stuff looks different. I, am I wrong? 
Um, I think that what the Dagestani guys have figured out before everyone else is they know how to hold people down. Yes. You know, like there, there's Risk plenty control. of, there's plenty of like, super, <laughs> there's plenty of, of super good, uh, there's plenty of super good wrestlers here in the U S but the, the problem with those wrestlers is that they would take people down, but guys are so good at standing up now that they're just not able to hold them down. What Khabib figured out and what that area of the world has figured out, I think better than a lot of the other people is they figured out how to take you down and pin you there. And with the that, risk control, the, with, the, yeah. the gathering of the legs. Like when you see, <laughs> that's why kudos to Connor. Like when, when Khabib had him in that mount and was, you know, uh, had his legs together and Connor was able to stand back up, like, holy shit. Well, Connor didn't let him close his hands. Connor did better against Khabib than maybe anybody in that whole division mm. for a long time. He like just didn't let him close. He, he, you close your back. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, it, it took Khabib a while to like finish that single on Connor, definitely. Yeah. But I, I also think that like uh, if, if you're so good and so much better than someone at something, even if things fail one, two, three, like Eventually. on four or five or yeah. six, you're, you're going to get it. Yeah. You know, if you're that much better than Agreed. those guys. If you're you such know? an outlier. That yep. Yeah. Yeah. Any other stupid questions? <laughs> what are you doing there? Just trying to hit your neck. I don't like that. Because <laughs> I can't die. Your old neck? Well, I can't go like that because then my throat's Oh, okay. Exposed. So I won't do it because I want you to die. <laughs> Fake die. There you go. Don't you hate friends who are like, gang? And you're like, it's not funny. You just, you were like, in high school when kids are hitting you in the, the nuts all the time? Yeah. Uh, like, I never I don't want to hang I it's a sack tap. I mean, where are we yeah, doing this, man? I'm not into sack tap. I, I didn't have fun doing that, dude. <laughs> I had two f idiot friends. Fucking idiots. <laughs> and, they, you know, I'm still in touch with one. I hope you're listening, you fucking idiot. <laughs> they would listen to this. They would wait till you ate and punch you in the stomach. Like, gotcha. Like, that's, uh, I'm not I hanging out with you, you fucking idiot. Did I'm you guys used to, uh, you guys know what bodies is? Let's you know, say. like go go bodies in the bathroom with your buddies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Like like just, yeah only punches to the body. Yeah. You guys yeah. ever play that? Was that? Uh, like yeah, we do that. You yeah, know, punches to the face. Yeah, 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 no punches to the yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, yeah that sure was yeah, that, was, up. that yeah. was like middle school in the bathroom. Where, where'd you go to high school? Smoky Hill. Oh yeah, Smoky yeah, Hill. Well, yeah, guys, Smoky Hill. Guys you know, are guys are in the bathroom. What? Is that is that code for for dry humping? No man. Is that code for? Guy coming? <laughs> no, dude. You know, know. you know the coach of the fucking uh, Miami Dolphins from Smoky Hill. Oh, really? Yeah. Dude. Oh, that's good. Yeah, cool. Smoky Hill's great shit. Dan, yeah. Dan Soder. He, uh, I mean, yeah, he's, he's hilarious. Dan, Dan Soder's a beast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love him. Yeah, yeah, yeah Smoky Hill. Dude. Yeah, he he made a joke about Aurora one time and uh, their voices. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, man, I have that same voice. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I have that same yeah, annoying, joke, nasally yeah. voice. Yeah, yeah. It was like a bit about like uh, how people from Aurora have accents. <laughs> and he was like, uh, he goes, uh, yeah, fine. dude, like this is one of the guys from Aurora. So I'm like, and I was like, that's exactly that's what exactly I fucking sound, sound like. Yeah. I was like, God damn it. I did this Dan's joke. Aurora's finest. I literally, did, I was in Denver and I did this joke, but it was a true story. And all I did was I went Denver. I go. This is amazing. I go, th this place is so different. I saw, I saw two white guys, of course, come out of a brewery, of course. And one of them goes like this. He goes, he, the one guy goes, it's, how about this day, huh? And his buddy goes, I know, right? <laughs> and then the guy Standard. goes, hey, do you want to go to the aquarium? Yeah. And his buddy goes, 
yeah and they just kind of dance down the street only in denver yeah the aquarium yeah i don't even know there's an aquarium in denver what, what what's the uh what's the denver crowd like like when you great. guys are unbelievable. oh are they great unbelievable. okay but but what kind of jokes do they like do they Everything. like uh, comedy Everything. works, uh, okay. comedy yeah. works they take the your best. phone yeah yep. so have you been to comedy works in yep. denver yeah one of yep. the best yeah, my favorite club in some ways it's great it's i mean it's it's electric because denver has some like uh tj miller's from denver yeah there's some monsters out yeah yeah Roseanne started there. Really? Yep. What's she up to now? I forgot about that. Uh, Living in Austin, <laughs> uh, on on her on her endless property. <laughs> yeah, she made all the money on that Roseanne show. That was a great show. Then she got in a little bit of trouble with her tweets. And stuff. she just did her special uh, on, on Fox Nation. Yeah, I think so. Oh dang, she's still yeah. doing specials. Yeah. Still yeah, she did a Fox Nation one. Yeah, I think uh, she still packs it in. Still making. I money. think Carlton Tucker opened for her. Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson. <laughs> what yeah. I call him? Carlson Tucker? You said Carlson Tucker. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, a I'm not a fan. That's a state. Yeah. <laughs> just die. Just die and pass. Just I should, sometimes I should just say when you fuck up in the joke, you just have I to just, pass out. Just, uh, the fuck yeah. up goat. <laughs> Artie Lang used to do this character where he would, he would, you know who Artie Lang is? Mm -hmm. Fucking so funny. Artie Lang uh, would do this character where he, he was like an, an actor in LA and be so appalled. Yeah, things. I mean, before. <laughs> Let's yeah, yeah. That's him before. Yeah, no. <laughs> if you give no context, oh, God, is that his nose? Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah, his nose from <laughs> snorting, I think it was glass. 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 Yeah. He, he did a, so much like uh, cocaine and other shit. What? Yeah, he, had he a, snorted glass and that's what his nose started to look like? Yeah, he had a heroin problem. And then, so he was. How would it make it look like that? Um, it, his nose collapsed uh, from all the glass. Oh. Cut it all up. Out. He had to take everything out. Jeez. He's a great guy, and he's one of the funniest people ever, uh, naturally. And uh, now you took me out of the mood. <laughs> <laughs> he mentioned Arthur Lang. So like, yeah, this got really dark. I wish you didn't bring him up. Let's do some, let's do some current events. You know, like 15 minutes. Okay, cool. Uh, real quick, though. Yeah, they got dark. Question for Corey. I heard on different podcasts that you like to go camping and hiking and all that stuff, and then you said you want to get into fishing now. Mm -hmm. Have you been fishing before, or you just actually want to start fishing? Uh, I, I Yeah, I mean, I've been fishing. The person that I'm is teaching me right now, mm -hmm. just a buddy of mine, is teaching me how to cast. And like I'm trying fly to rods or regular? It out. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go fly fishing. Oh, that's dope. Fly's yeah. the toughest, right? That is, yeah. So yeah. Fly's the toughest, I'm, I'm going to be so. in Portland, um, <laughs> and I'm okay. fishing for sturgeon. Mm. Oh, those are humongous, dude. They get up to 10 uh, feet big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring bigger. up sturgeon. No, they get this bigger. This is in Portland. This is a river but, shark. But the reason why Chin brought up fishing is because Chin fishes all That's what I love to do. Outside of this, that's what I love. Are you a fly fish? That's what they got I've never really fly fished before, so I want to try that too. Look at the size of those sturgeon. Yeah, they're big, dude. No, they're enormous. Look at that. Look at that. That's in a river. That's a fucking shark. What are you doing? I don't know. I'm going to catch one. Bring it back home. I'm going to shoot it. I'll put uh, it in my Jake, tank. What, what kind of fishing do you do? Is it just like, I don't know. Uh, I'm, oh. uh, lake fishing mostly. Yeah. yeah so okay. trout. I love catching trout. Bass. So take, a, take a break. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and catching cooks. I like doing catching cooks too. So if you, you know, catch it at the campsite, cook it up. Yeah. It's cool. a great experience. Yeah. yeah fish nice. is like all the time. You're, you're nice. into fly fishing? I'm I, I, I don't really like hiking anymore. I'm Why like, not? Oh, I'm you're just over like it? over it. Yeah, I, I can. I like, can I'm just like, yeah, oh, fuck wow. it, man. Like, well, you, gotta, you do it enough. You got to drive three hours to go anywhere that's like really pretty, in and Denver, then you yeah, get, yeah, and then you got to sleep in your car the night before, you, so you, you get it. It's like any, a pain uh, in the ass. Mountain lion out there? No, only tracks. <laughs> the tracks scare me plenty. I almost ran into a bear one time. That was pretty fucking scary. It was with its cubs. Oh yeah, it's yeah, yeah. That was pretty. That was pretty scary one. Your girl would go hiking with you? No, 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 no. She she likes like. This is a video one of my friends sent me. 
a fan during a meet and greet decided to try to oil check Kevin Hahn. Oh, God. Why? I don't know. That's Tell me, I'm just, Kevin Hahn's uh, not the guy to do it. Look how big Kevin is, first of all. So let it, let it replay here in a sec. Wait, did here he reach go. around and grab his ass? Yeah, so they're trying to take a picture here. Kids are so dumb. <laughs> Teenagers are so and, dumb. And he's doing it just for like this viral moment. Yeah. Like he's probably like, man, how can we get just not get a picture? We create a viral moment. Let me put my finger in Kevin Holland's ass. <laughs> so stupid. Like, how do your buddies and I go, man, I feel like it's a bad what idea. Is he so doing? What was he doing there? Grabs out. Oil, oil check. Oil check. So in wrestling, oil check, right? You wrestle. You touch here. No, you stick your finger in his butthole. Oh, an oil, oil check. check. He did that to him when he was doing yeah. that? Yeah. He like reached around and put, and put his finger Meet in Meet and greet photo. He's lucky Kevin Holland didn't beat the shit <laughs> yeah. out of him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kevin Holland's like a real life superhero. What is that shit? Just get more stupid. I, I, I'm so glad I didn't grow up with like me, video me, cameras on me, me all the time. Me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't believe what you're saying. So, so <laughs> Hey, bro, did you actually wrestle? You never heard of oil check? Yeah, I wrestled. wrestling. Fucking, I'll show you my pictures. <laughs> my high school pictures. Corey, let me show you my high school wrestling pictures. Yeah, isn't it strange, Double though? Like, yeah, isn't it strange, though? Like, yeah, kids today, it's like, back in the day, like an autograph had been dope. Yeah. And then now it's like, what can it's I do so to go viral? I know. Let me hit Kevin Hall in the nuts. I wonder what it felt like. It upsets me so much that we live a day and age where like you can get famous without being good at something. Correct. Just that, the like, lens has so to be mad. on you. Just the lens has to be on you for a It long. makes me so mad. Yep. Yeah. What else you got? All right. Here's a quick one. This is in Tijuana. I guess before in Tijuana, this time of the year, the first three months of the year, there's like, what, one inch of rain, but now there's like nine to 10 inches of rain. Yeah. So these buildings fell and then someone captured it on video so there's from this cliff. And buildings. They're gigantic buildings too. Yeah, no, nobody was in there. Obviously. No, they so they dispersed the crowd bef way before because they knew it was a landslide. But look wild. how hey, crazy this is! Hey, camera guy, I know, but they're freaking out. Look how oh, gigantic oh, this. No way! <laughs> Holy fuck! Yeah. Imagine you had a taco stand underneath there, your entire <laughs> yeah. life savings. Because my business. <laughs> Jesus but that Christ! Pretty crazy, yeah. That's but e even with all the rain in LA, like you drive down PCA or Malibu. Yeah. Cute. The, one of the roads was shut down, single road, because all the rock slides. Like when massive you leave here, boulders. you want to go to PCH from here, dude. The, the, I've seen like huge boulders. Me too. Pass by, yeah. On, right, on Friday, wrong roof in your car. Boom. <laughs> on Friday, when I was driving, it was shut down in one lane, and there was like a massive boulder in my head. I'm like, oh, dude. Oh, dude. If it's just your time to go, and that rock's like, you know what, dude? Yeah. Let's roll. <laughs> yep, dude. And you're driving. It's game. Oh, or it just rolls on your lap, and you're like, ah, yeah, ah, <laughs> oh, fuck, there go my legs. Ah, like, <laughs> oh, fuck, I'll never be able to do jujitsu again. Uh, here's another quick one. I just saw this li literally oh, right now. Uh, so this fifty-year-old surfer from Hawaii. Oh God, ain't that a bitch, dude? Like, I was like six to eight foot. Loses foot. That tiger shark was like, you know what, dude? Yeah. Let me try that foot. Damn. Oh. That He's been surfing for so 40 bad. years and nothing like this happened. So it was an eight foot tiger shark. Which is bound to get you. And thankfully, his friends, they put a tourniquet on his. Dude, fucking Mahalo, bro. Like, but, so he lost his foot. <laughs> He's fucking hang loose. <laughs> Mahalo. Bummer that is. So it's just losing your foot. 40 years of surfing. Oh, hold on, dude. Your life's changed forever. Ever, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's at least he's older. 
Yeah, he's had a good run. At least he's not 21. He was back on the waves the next day. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. So he's probably 60-something years old. 58. 58. Look how cool with losing his I know. That's why he's like, my dude. I'd be like this. Don't take my picture. I'd be like this. Yeah, it's like you're supposed to be all positive. While eating shark. Fuck off. I wonder if they'll get like a peg leg. Yeah, that'd be sad. That might, like that might be pirate. why he's excited. They have a yeah. really, really good prosthetics now, but you know what? They're not good. They're not as good as your real foot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's had yeah. a good run. Surfing out there in Hawaii, there's so many sharks. 40 years, every day surfing. That's, that's a, a good, long time. It's a good run. It's a pretty good, it's run, good run, yeah. You know, though, you're right. You're tempting fate after a while. Well, that's, that's why people go, the odds are. It's like, no, I get that. Yeah. But they guys miss a fucking leg, dude. No, nah, you don't want to do that. At least it was just a foot. It was just a foot. We had a we had a buddy who he works he was a special force guy in Australia, and they were doing like the some Gelder, Navy Paul together. He works for Discovery Shark Week. He was doing a I don't know why I'm laughing. He was doing a mission like with the Navy <laughs> SEALs, and there was a tiger shark, and they're like, "Oh look, tiger shark." He's like, "Yeah, that thing's big, man. Whatever. It's nighttime." And it was like, "Cool story." Chomp took his arm. Baba, this sent you so wrong. This whole story <laughs> took his arm. I know, Baba. You're telling stories. You're Terrible story. No, no, I'm trying to. <laughs> none of that is true. Can no, I tell the story? Get bit off? Yes, Bubba, can I tell the story? Go ahead. But it's too detailed and it's we got to get going. It's not too detailed. <laughs> Go ahead. It's not. The shark didn't bite off his arm? It's actually on video. He didn't bite off his arm, then no, his leg? So, no. So what happened was he's, he's, they were cleaning. They were in Sydney Bay Harbor. At and night. He was, a, he was an Australian Navy SEAL. Not night, Bubba. It was during, right during the day. No, it wasn't. It's was a that video, night? Bubba. Bubba, please. It's a, I've heard him tell it. Not only <laughs> on this podcast, on but I know. Wasn't the nighttime. And I like your attitude. And I like how <laughs> I you're sticking to you your guns. Night. And that's okay that you thought that. But I, okay, I'm just not take night. Here. Okay. So they were cleaning. They had to clean this fucking, this, they had to, it was basically like this maintenance shop. And all of a sudden, he feels a sawing on his leg. A sawing. Oh. And he looks down, and he just sees a black eye. And he goes, oh, that's a, that's a shark. And it bites his leg off, but he instinctively punches it, starts punching uh -huh. it. And then he goes, well, I don't have a leg. I'm going to side stroke. I'm going to side stroke to the, to the fucking, you know. And he looks up and his hand's gone. Ah. Uh -huh. And now he doesn't have a leg or a hand. How much and quicker was mine? Lost his arm. They were pretty similar. No, 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 they're not though, because it's a good. <laughs> Wait story. a second! It was during the day, not night. <laughs> like telling How dare you? you? The details were right. The Sydney Bay. You yeah, had to think yeah. and you knew Let's more. Let's give it a real. I mean, it, it did happen to him. So let me like. Don't, he lost his arm and leg. He lost his arm and, first, and it was a night. And, and then he gets in the boat. He gets in the boat right. and he dies. He basically looks and he goes. Oh, this isn't so bad. My worst nightmare didn't hurt that bad. Now I'm going to die and just lost he, consciousness. Oh, he died. But he didn't die. No, because he was on the show, right? Well, his heart stopped. Yeah. Had, <laughs> he didn't. Yeah. They had to revive See? Details. Good, good details. Yep. Good details. Respect lost the man's. Lost arm, leg, respect didn't his, die. Respect his leg and arm loss. No, that's. Don't just. Cliff like, notes. Don't <laughs> clip it. <laughs> if you're going to clip it, make it a, like accurate. No. <laughs> no. No. Shark attack. Terrible. <laughs> Is that it? That's it. All right, Atlanta. I'll see shit. I got to fly Atlanta on Thursday. Atlanta, see this Thursday, Friday, Saturday. <laughs> Atlanta, do the Dirty Bird Shuffle with your boy on stage. Atlanta, uh, April 13th to 15th. La Jolla, California, June 2nd through the 4th at the Comedy Store. And I'm jumping on over the pond. Belfast, June 15th. Glasgow, Manchester, London, Cardiff, Dublin. The, it's a theater run. One show only in every city. Get your tickets at thickboy.com. I'll see you at Helium, uh, Portland, uh, Oregon, April 20th to the 22nd. 
Comedy Zone, uh, Port Charlotte, Florida, Thursday, May 4th to the 6th. Stress Factory, back in Jersey, baby, May 11th to the 13th. I'll see you then. Get your ticket at BrianCallen.com. Corey, we love you, man. Corey Sam, Keep hey. doing the Lord's work. Thank you, guys. Well Juicy, fun. Sir. Beating people up. Yeah, thanks for doing it, man. Appreciate you. Yeah. Cool.